Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one-shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today. Welcome back, initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. Back in their present, the mystery punchers got off to a rocky start with Devon Carroll before they found out the true nature of his relationship with Benny. After determining they're on the same side, Devon hinted at their next mystery, and it involves the mayor. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. So... The mystery punchers are sitting in a rundown motel room on the edge of town, uh, speaking with Devin Carroll. Uh, Red, your old uh, school-time bully, um, now turned ally in uh, the punching of mysteries. Uh, and uh, from the sounds of things, um, uh, Benny's partner and uh, sort of investigation partner as well, uh, who's been helping him uh, in his investigations. But unfortunately... Uh, similar to you, did not make it back in time uh, to find out what befell him. Uh, having learned of uh, the Inheritors, a shadowy group that seems to use the um, white uh, sort of sack over their heads with the, the blood drops on it that uh, you recognize uh, from your childhood and also from um, what you found kind of in the refuse of the old pharmacy and some other places, uh, you, um, he informed you kind of of the existence of this, um, dark group, um, that, uh, he himself is only just beginning to understand, um, having tracked a separate coven up the coast, uh, he knows that the, um, coven of the Entombed Eye is operating, or was operating here in Helmfirth. Um, 
as uh, you kind of reminisced and and got on the same page, um, he uh, revealed to you that he has information about the mayor, or at least the mayoral candidate um, who is is running uh, Tallahassee Jackson the Eighth. Um, but uh, he, uh, yeah, that's where we we left off previously. So uh, if you'll remember, it was sort of a rundown uh, motel. Um, that has the full Charlie Day, like, serial killer map wall thing. Um, and uh, he begins, Okay, so, um, I didn't get the full story uh, from from Benny. He was he told me that he'd uh, give me the rest of the scoop when I when I got t- to town. But uh, he found out some strange things uh, about this, this candidate. Um, uh, the current mayor, as... Uh, Richter, you would know, uh, is uh, a man named Gene Fairweather. Um, And uh, Gene Fairweather has been the mayor for a long-ass time. Um, He's been mayor pretty much as long as anyone can remember. Uh, Got the job kind of in his youth, and he's been doing a a fairly good job as mayors go, um, except in more recent years, as as the town, particularly kind of coming out of the war um, and into... uh, into kind of the early phases of uh, the depression, um, a lot of things have shut down, and you can feel that the town is is stagnating. Uh, this is something that often happens when people have been in power for a tremendously long time. Uh, Tyler and I are Mississauga boys, and this is <laughs> notoriously uh, what kind of happened in Mississauga, where they had one mayor forever, and everyone was like, "She's the best," and like, "She's pretty good," and everyone's like, "Oh no, She's we need transit." <laughs> She's got spunk for her age. Yeah. She- yeah. She spoke at my convocation. Oh, there you go. So shout out to Hazel McCallion. Um, but um, after just ripping on her. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Fuck you. you know. uh, She's only, got spunk. The yeah. only little old lady I know who's ever been hit by a car then got up and went to scold the driver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she's also against crosswalks. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> dribs and drabs. Now we uh, know why. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Mississauga Civic Hour. Uh, I'm your host, Tom McGee. Um, so anyway, um, again, Fairweather is the kind of person that everyone thinks fondly of, despite the fact he's clearly kind of let the town start to go to shit. Okay. Um, and um, he's, uh, think, uh, <laughs> this is an extraordinarily specific reference. Think like uh, Gene Hackman in The Replacements. So like little pencil mustache. I'm already there. There you I go. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, but just uh, pointing at Keanu Reeves on the football field. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. We've got to get a an Irish footballer into to, to kick the field goals. He's the lizard. Um, so anyway, um, Gene Fairweather is is running. It's the first time there's been part of the reason everyone's talking about the election is it's the first time there's been a real challenger uh, to Fairweather in quite some time. Um, so uh, Tallahassee Jackson the Eighth, or TJ, as he uh, insists people call him, uh, is a real. Yep, uh, he's a real kind of uh, man of the people type. Um, just like uh, winning grin, um, firm handshake, slap you on the back kind of fella. Um, and he's been uh, making waves here. Like think uh, think like a blonde Paul Rudd. Um, and he's been making waves here since since he arrived. He moved to town about a year ago. Um, but what Benny found strange is um, everyone has a pretty good impression of this guy, but no one really knows much about him. He's a bit of a blank slate. Um, he's at public events. If there's a parade, you're damn sure he's there. 
Uh, if there's like a come volunteer and help out, he's there. But no one really sees him around town or, or sees him otherwise. Uh, he lives in kind of a mansion um, just outside town. Um, and uh, he's clearly got money um, and he's throwing a lot of it at the campaign. So if we're thinking about what this means for, for Helmfirth kind of in the 30s, this means there's a lot of those like fucking Amer- like American flag like circle crepes that are just everywhere during elections. Oh, yeah. They look like targets, but with American flag colors. Uh, just showing everyone that there's elections afoot in town. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of, like, handbills. Uh, he's got, a like, a, a, an army of volunteers who kind of go around in glad hand, um, including uh, your friend, um, your old high school chum who you helped out, whose name I have written down somewhere. Um... Ginny uh, uh, Stevens, um, who is your your contact, um, who you helped out with uh, the rainy day mystery. So, um, uh, Devin uh, kind of scratches his head and he's like, "So, we don't have a lot to go on, but Benny's gut on this was pretty good. I mean, Mr. Richter, I'm sure you you experienced this as well. Usually, if if there was a lead, he was usually onto something. It was very rare that that Benny didn't didn't have have the right of it." Um, and he thought there was something real fishy about this guy. And with everything I've learned about the Covens and the Entombed Eye, I, I'm I'm worried. I'm worried he he might he might be involved in some way. It just seems so weird to me that the entire cult would just pack up and leave, just because uh, Pastor Thomas left. So that's where I'm coming from. Uh, I think there there might be some shady deals going on. Uh, my actually my plan was to investigate uh, him uh, when I when I saw the. Uh, uh, mobster fellas uh, shooting up your store, Mr. Richter, and I, I figured I would uh, stop by to see if I could provide some aid. I was worried Benny might be there. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to deal with that at some point. Yeah, do you know what what the deal was with? You said you saw green lightning. Mm-hmm. Is that like uh, Mr. Richter? Is that a spooky mythos thing? What do you think that is? I have no earthly idea of what that was. Uh, it was not one of my artifacts. No, it came from the rings of Jesus. You know, you got one, and I got one, and we're safe now. I don't think you made the lightning, honey. Listen, a lot of you are like, I don't know what it is, and I've got an idea, and I feel like I take a lot of other people's ideas, so maybe we should consider it. For those reasons, no, Addy. That is not a good argument. Um... I know those rings. They did not cause the uh, uh, the green lightning. Is that what you're saying it was? It, to my knowledge and to my eyes, it looked like green lightning, yes. Yeah, no. The rings, they, uh, they don't do that. Okay. Red, is what he said a good argument? Yes, honey, it is. I'm sorry. Nuts. But you know what you did do? You saved all of us, which is far more important. So you did real good. All right, so everybody's making pretty good arguments. Uh, and then he's just going to, like, <laughs> fold his arms and sit back in his chair to just listen more. Yeah, I, I think in a, in a rare show of reading the room, Richter will start to be like, Actually, uh, Devin saved us, and we realized like this isn't this isn't the hill to die on right now. It was like it yeah. doesn't matter what anyone She's, thinks. Yeah, Red would absolutely <laughs> flick you a look, being like, "Fuck, man, help me out here." 
Uh, so, Richter, um, my question for you, uh, knowing uh, the kind of fella you are, um, you've got uh, a potentially cursed tome in your hands uh, yes. that you, you have not uh, spent any time with yet. Um, what do you think your inclination is? Is this the kind of thing you, you'd be inclined to investigate now, or is this a when there's time? Oh, this is probably more interesting to Richter than political scandals and things like that, political intrigue. Um, he did also grab the Black Mirror of Samael and did not really have the opportunity to explore that further um, mm-hmm. when the shop was under siege. So between that and the uh, the book, The Inheritance of the Kingdom, uh, he's got like, I think his plate feels like it's already pretty full in terms of like important stuff that he wants to do. Cool. Um, so you would know uh, what the mirror does uh, because, or at least what it's purported to do. Mm. Um because you've had it uh, since, you know, right, your, your faded right. run-in with J.B. Fletcher. Yeah. Um, so um, you know that uh, the mirror is said to uh, invoke madness, that those who stare into it um, become enamored with the kind of endless dark void um, on the other side of the mirror. Um, you yourself have perhaps peeked at a corner of it under the cloth, but um, knowing that... Uh, Having read your mythology and knowing kind of the the warnings of the Gorgon and everything else, it's just one of those things that you've never found. It, I think it's on your list of ways to safely explore, but mm-hmm. not something you're willing to risk looking at. And I think you've got a bunch of stuff like that. Like it's it's a little bit like collecting old ordnance from wars, right? Where you're like, they tell me this grenade is inactive. <laughs> Like, this okay. old shell might still have powder in it. I don't know, yeah. and I'm not inclined to try. I found a cool landmine in the backyard. Don't know how long it's been there. And This goes on the mantle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That beautiful moment in Parks and Rec where Ron's explodes with, like, confetti. <laughs> and he's like, damn it, woman, did you pack my mine with confetti? Uh, delightful. Um, cool. So, um... Yeah, so you had that. That exists. Um, okay, that's good to know. That's less uh, a thing then. Sorry, I didn't realize that. No, that no, no, I and I, I didn't so. tell you that because you were being shot uh, repeatedly. Yeah. Um, so then it is more about the book for Richter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so if you would like to read the book, um, so in theory in Call of Cthulhu, um, the study of a book takes weeks uh, because one of the interesting things about the structure of the game is it has a lot of long-term thinking built into it. So the mm-hmm. idea that... You know, um, for for instance, if you go insane, you might need to go to a sanatorium for like a few months to get your wits about you uh, and get over the horrors your your brain has encountered uh, before you're able to to continue investigating. Um, That said, that doesn't play great on audio or video (laughs) mediums. um, And uh, we're also playing pulp, so I kind of like the idea of moving it uh, forward a bit faster. So I think what I'll say is this will require kind of three periods of study for you to fully consume the book. Um, I, th- I think we'll think of those in terms of like as we've been doing when there's some downtime where everyone's kind of like here's the thing I want to do whether it's like I want to go back to you know the diesel residence and like have a shower and like reload my guns mm-hmm. it'll basically take like three kind of downtime scenes um, but you can start reading at any time and begin to to reap the benefits of okay. it Um from just holding it in your hands, like, this thing definitely seems to have a, um, there's a, 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 a malignance, is that the term I'm looking for, to it. There's just a, it, there's, there's a, it's got, it's got weight, 
um, more more so than than just the the book itself in a way okay. that you've come to identify very clearly with um, things sort of touched by the mythos. Got it. Okay. Um, and we're going to leave it at that for now. Uh, unless, yeah. So basically, I think yeah, okay. um, uh, you guys had a hell of a night. So I think yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like, uh, you know, um, Devin offers to kind of stand guard because um, he's a bit more uh, rested and watered. But for you guys, like you literally, this was your downtime after you finished uh, dealing with uh, the folk from Innismouth. So like you're pretty, pretty dragged. Got yeah, it. Tom, I'm the worst, but I'm imagining this is probably our like between adventures. And what it is. do I roll for recovering luck again? Because I used <laughs> all of it, and I know it's multiple dice and such. Yeah. Because I looked it up before, and then I forgot. You were like, it can't be that much. And then I was like, <laughs> it is. And then I used it all finding a cat. <laughs> I mean, look, so proud of consistency you. is important, dude. Uh, yes. So one moment, please. Let me. And are we healed if we are injured, Tom? Or how does that work? We're looking up both, baby. Nice. Because I'm imagining the healing, knowing how long it takes to read a book, might take some time. You are correct, sir. Um, if I do go insane and need to be put away for a little while, just know <laughs> that I've got like a Bucky character ready to go in the wings to replace <laughs> the main guy anytime. <laughs> you, whoever dies first comes back playing Benny. <laughs> just the hand yeah. crawling around. Yeah. Um, okay. It's got so, a gun. Uh, <laughs> a gun and a skateboard that it sits on. You know, you're joking, but. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, sorry, folks. This is a thing I should no, know. It's been a minute. Truly, it's, it's been a while uh, since we had to look this Could up. I have asked you before this started airing? If I was smarter, yes. All right. Uh, I've got Pulp Sanity. Sanity, insane, selecting skills. Oh, my sanity. This way lies madness. <laughs> How is everybody doing? Okay. My sanity is 27. It's not great. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm 62. Th- oh, wow. I'm at 39 out of 50. Like, your diminished sanity is better than me on my best day. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm the worst of any of us. What a journey. Yeah. What a journey we're all going on. What's your cap? 30. Oh, Jesus. You're kind of... You're kind it's of prone to like... Almost like I'm not a smart person <laughs> who lives in the same reality as everyone else. Don't worry, honey, I got you. I was going to say, the yeah, things that drive you insane made of one of us an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Morty. Uh, sorry, folks. This the so the the challenge with this is the Call of Cthulhu book is very well laid out. The Pulp Cthulhu book is mostly flavor, and then like they slap like four or five real important pages just right in the middle of it. Ah, yes. Great. Um, using luck, luck recovery. Okay, so um. This roll is rolled as the same. So uh, you roll a d100. If the roll is higher than your current luck score, you add 2d10 plus 10 points to your luck score. If it's equal or less, you add 1d10 plus 5. All right. So I rolled. Fuck me. I, I rolled. <laughs> so I, I rolled. I rolled worse. My, my, my. Oh, no, wait. Thank God. My luck is so bad that I'm okay. I rolled higher. <laughs> so I get 2d10, right? Yes. Thank God. 
Nice. Good, because I only have eight luck. I was like, man, if I rolled under eight, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My luck also goes up by a little bit. Should I roll as well? Right. Yes, go ahead, Red. Okay. Mm -mm, 75. Oh, sick. Okay. So I rolled above my luck. Oh, sorry. Is this sanity or luck? Luck. luck. Okay. A 2d10 plus what? Six. Uh, just uh, 2d10, I believe. Plus 10. Okay. Plus, oh, 10. plus 10. Okay. Eight, 18. Great. Full up on luck. And uh, was anyone trying to recover? Um... I'm a little bit hurt, but it is just one night's rest. Yeah, like this won't this won't get you back up to full or anything, but um Oh boy, I'm sorry. Stitches, folks. sleeping okay. in a chair, you know, just you all the things that he's used to. This isn't a sewer, so it's better than his usual sleeps for the last <laughs> couple of years. Uh, Are you looking for us to keep our sanity where it's at or is there some recovery? Obviously, think, we're moving forward with an investigation, so I don't know how much downtime um, there So is. the way you recover sanity in this game is by kind of spending time doing things that would help you recover sanity. So right, hanging out with friends, right. basically all the things we can't do during isolation times. Hanging out with friends, <laughs> going for a walk, going to a motion picture show. Yeah, um, I haven't recovered my sanity since March. Yeah. How apt. <laughs> Tom, for the sake of time, knowing I am only six HP down from my total, do we just want to roll a d6 and add that? Uh, I'm mostly looking up for Richter, who's been shot repeatedly and near death. What if we mm. both just add a d6, though, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Oh, my God. Actually, I am all right. Um, I'm a, I only lost four, four health. Oh yeah, because we patched you up. You, we put your jam back in. Your inside That's toast right. is safe. Yeah. Inside toast. <laughs> so uh, where would? Okay, so if you've not sustained a major wound, you recover one health a day. Woo! I'll take it. Um, but uh, since we're playing pulp, I'm gonna jack that a little bit. So basically, uh, if you can go ahead <laughs> and make a con roll. Ooh. Rolling under con. That's going to be tough. But I did it. Nice. Tom, I got the success. most hardcore kind of success, whatever that is. All right, extreme success. Uh, all right, so Ryan, you're going to recover two D3 uh, hit points. So uh, that's three uh, and one. So four. Nice. And I got a regular success on my... Regular success. Uh, okay. Um, oh, damn. Tyler, uh, you get three because I rolled a six. Wow. I'm strong Great. now. So here's the question. Knowing that we're overnight, we're resting. Richter's reading a book. Adrian definitely falls asleep in the chair by the door, trying to look over Richter's shoulder at the book and failing. <laughs> Where does is, Red sleep? Red is drinking whiskey because she's seen a lot of shit today that... Is that the activity that restores your sanity? It's just drinking whiskey. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you're doing the classic like noir detective asleep at the desk. Yes. With nice. the bottle. Great. Yeah. So <laughs> Mr. Farmer just sleeps in the bed like a normal human while all of us are weird. <laughs> There's one other bed empty the entire night. He wakes up a little confused. 
He's switches like, beds just not to waste it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> turns out I didn't need to move all my notes from the bed to the walls. Um, so, uh, Red, uh, I feel like drinking whiskey and staring into the void is your, your recovery method. So go ahead and roll a D100. I, I don't have one. Uh, you sure do. It's a D10 oh. and another D10. Oh, okay. Uh, 97. 97. Um, that is... That sounds bad. That sounds like a critical That's very fumble. bad. A fumble, I believe, yeah. Uh, truly it is. Uh, oh, boy. Um, okay, so... Um, <laughs> you just got crazier. <laughs> uh, yes, actually. Uh, so, Red, you're going to lose five points of sanity as uh, you attempt to calm your nerves, um, but as is often the case with whiskey, it just makes yeah. you more agitated. That's okay. I just want to double check. So, like, I got a ninety and a seven, right? That's that's yep, how that I'm judging. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, cool. I think part of it too is is uh, Devin Carroll's kind of dredged up some weird history for you. Oh, um, there's a lot of stuff. Like, I just got shot at way earlier than I expected. I like I was expecting to get shot at for like not for like a week. And like so much lightning, there's fucking lightning, there are ghosts, like I'm not having a good time. Hello everyone, uh, this is Tyler Hewitt, just coming at you with a little special offer for you. You know, if you're a fan of uh, what we're doing here on the show, then we have, to borrow a phrase from Jerry Holkins, a patron-oriented experience tailored just for you. If you go to patreon.com slash dice. You can sign up and get a bunch of special features that we're not really going to make available to anyone else. So do that now. Well, not right now, but, you know. Cool. So um, the three of you spend a somewhat fitful evening. Um, and uh, you wake up um, to uh, the smell of um, bacon and eggs and uh, coffee uh, as uh, Devin brings in the last plate of food he got at the the diner um, that's sort of around the corner from the motel. Um, and uh, he says, uh, oh, uh, good morning, uh, Mystery Punchers. I thought uh, if we were going to start a new investigation, it might be worth uh, doing it on a you know, full stomach. Um, Red, this is for you. And he puts, like, a flask of whiskey and a coffee down in front of you. He's like, oh, you somehow know me so well already. He's like... Honestly, I'm dating a journalist. This is a pretty standard breakfast for Benny as well. Um, so, uh, he, uh, Adrian, he hands you um, uh, some toast, which you notice does not have jam. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he kind of, like, the, the four of you kind of settle down uh, to eat. He's kind of running around doing stuff, though. He's not... I mainly just don't want, like, a, a tag-along NPC. Um, but, um, yeah, so he's just kind of getting some things prepared. Uh, is there anything you guys want to discuss or prepare this morning? Uh, yeah, I, I would, uh, I would look at him and just say, so this, uh, mayoral candidate, what, do we think that he might try to be a successor to our, uh, old pastor? Is that kind of what Benny was getting at? Um, he, uh, Devin nods, he says, that's my fear, um, but, um, Benny, Benny seemed to think that he was connected, but might not be, might not be the new head of the coven, or that there might be something else altogether going on. He, he thought it might be related, and that was his fear. 
uh, for me, I've, um, you know, having observed uh, other covens and coven behavior, there does need to be a leader of some sort. And it would make sense for it to be someone who's kind of in a seat of power. But I don't know. Again, I trust ben, Benny's instincts. And it, it seems like there's just something a bit off about this. I'm not sure. So it okay. could be everything or nothing. Yeah, so we go and we find Tally Ho Jockstrap and we drag him to a basement and then we play Tied Up Tickle Fight and then he'll tell <laughs> us what we need to know and then we either let him go or I make him a bed in the woods to take a nice sleep. I'm inclined to agree with those methods, although I think a little bit of investigation beforehand might not hurt. Okay, so you can look around a room and go, hmm, maybe this. And then I'll make a bad argument, and Grandpa Richard will make a good argument, and then we'll kidnap Tally Ho Jockstrap. You know what? I, I think right now we can work with that plan. You just know the, to wait till my signal to kidnap him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to do it in it too early. Right. Okay, just as long as we're all aware of the plan. Now, Richter, can you pull yourself out of that book long enough to come along, or would you prefer to stay here and read about the, uh, the inheritance of the kingdom? Uh, and Richter will look up from his book and be like, hmm, yes, uh, no, no breakfast for me, thank you. Um, and just, like, look, turn back down to the book. I can right. carry him while he reads. Um, I will say, uh, Richter, um... The, the book is fascinating, but it is uh, bending your brain a bit. Um, oh, so it's a little a, scary to read. It's a little scary to read, and there's there's a okay. limit, because it, it's clearly written by someone who was mad. Um, and there's, I think, a limit to how much you can take in a sitting. Now, you can push if you want, but uh, kind of think of this as, like, you've been looking at screens too long, and you just have that, like... Uh, what I've come to dub my pilot light is on, where just, like, my brain is like, fucking, you gotta stop, dude. <laughs> And I'm like, but squats contest in Final Fantasy. They're like, okay, one more. Um, are you so. squats contesting in Final Fantasy, or are you a responsible adult who's going to go to bed? That's the question for Richter right now. And by go uh, to bed, you get in the car. <laughs> yeah. Richter is not a responsible adult who goes to bed. But in this instance, I think he's a little scared of what he's reading. I don't think it's like responsibility it's like i'm not sure what's happening to me <laughs> and fair. says maybe i'll just put a little bookmark in this um, um, and uh, so you, you stick the bookmark in um and uh you you kind of look down at the book and uh as red and um adrian go to kind of pack the car uh you notice the book close of its own accord in your hands like it snaps shut hmm hmm and uh, I'll just, uh, I'll put it into like my, I'll say I have like a shoulder bag of some kind. Like a, like an old timey like schoolboy book bag. Book bag. Like a just book a couple bag, leather yeah. straps that you can drag behind you in the dirt. Yeah. Um, I'll put it in there um, and uh, say, uh, no, no, I, I, I believe I have read enough for now. I will join you in your investigation. Perhaps I could lend some insight if uh, this mayor, what did you say? Tallahassee. Tally it's uh, Tallahassee. Tally jockstrap. Miss Mayor Hopeful uh, jockstrap, uh, you may indeed be connected to uh, this 
coven of Helmfurt, and so I might be of some assistance. If this investigation proves to be boring, I uh, I may just uh, try to tidy up the shop, uh, given that I have no one else to do that, and I don't want it to be looted too terribly. That is actually a valid question. Do you think... Um you would, uh, oh, we'll give you the option. You can stop by Helmforth Curiosities first if you'd like, or you can go straight to the mayor's office. Probably want to ch- stop by the shop. We're good today. Yeah, we'll bring guns, but we'll do it. Yeah, ask Devin to come with and just like board up the windows kind of thing, you know, sweep up the glass and be like, at least it's closed proper. Sure. Um, okay, so uh, you pile into the car. Um, Obviously, you all have to still take Devin's ride because yeah. you didn't uh, have your own. Um, and uh, you kind of uh, make your way um, back uh, sort of down the winding streets back into Helmfirth. Um, it's still overcast, but uh, the sun is actually starting to kind of peek through the clouds. Um, and the uh, the stinky rain has stopped um, for now, uh, which is nice. Um, it's one of those kind of like low gray days where... Um, the clouds seem to almost be be bright uh, and lit up uh, as though they're, you know, just on the very verge of breaking. Um, the uh, the town is uh, a buzz as you you drive in. Uh, people are out and about. Uh, obviously, now that the rain has stopped, people are are kind of taking advantage of the slightly better weather. Um, and uh, it's Friday, so uh, there will be you know everyone's working for that weekend, um, and uh, there's definitely. A, a sense of, of excitement uh, to, to the town. Um, as you make your way into town, uh, you pass uh, the fairgrounds that's kind of um, just on the, the very edge of, of town, and you can see that uh, there seems to be um, sort of a massive stage being set up, um, as well as uh, kind of some, some booths and that sort of thing. Um, and there definitely seems to be some kind of event um, being uh, organized and, and uh, arranged. Um, you make your way past that and um, sort of drive down the, uh, turn the familiar corner um, into kind of the sort of shopping district of town where Helmforth Curiosities is. And uh, sure enough, um, as you pull up, uh, you pull up to the store, uh, the windows are all shattered. Um, you can see massive blast marks um, on the ground, uh, like black scorch marks uh, where the cars were. Um, and there's still certainly broken glass and that sort of thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, luckily it looks like the shop hasn't been looted largely because anything that looks like it kind of went through this much doesn't seem like a place you want to go into. Also, realistically, people would have heard the gunfire last night. It was a bunch of Tommy guns. It wasn't exactly a quiet thing. Um, so, uh, despite the kind of hustle and bustle going on, uh, it seems to almost be uh, a ghost town. It's not a crime scene? Uh, not that you can see. There, there aren't any. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anyone around. Okay. Hmm. The people um, of this town seem strangely uh, okay with the shop being shot up. I am somewhat used to being ignored, largely. But I must admit, even this is uh, unusual to a mm-hmm. degree. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to. Uh, stop by the local hardware store and pick up some wood and nails, hammer, that sort of thing. You do know what you need to. Um, so, uh, I assume bringing Adrian with you for, for the carrying of the heavies. 
Um, he's up for it. Yeah. You uh, you walk down uh, down the street. Um, uh, it's not terribly far to the the local hardware store, which is nice. Um, and uh, you um, enter, and uh, there is an impeccably dressed man uh, working at this hardware store. Um, uh, and uh, he uh, he greets you, and he's like, "Ah, gentlemen, welcome, welcome! What a lovely day to buy hardware! Yes, ha <laughs> ha, welcome!" And um, uh, Richter, um, you wouldn't recognize this guy, Red. You're not with them, eh? Ah, uh, I don't see why I wouldn't be unless I have my own agenda. Like, I feel like she's the type of person who's like, fuck you, I can carry lumber. Like, Yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> uh, so, Red, uh, you recognize this guy as Andy the Dandy Wilcox. He was the best-dressed boy in school and uh, the brother to the uh, Wilcox you previously saved. Uh, Wesley Wilcox that you saved um, from the uh, Innismouth Fishes. Um he, in modern terms, would be the kid who shows up in a suit to a public school. Um, but in old-timey <laughs> oh terms, it was just, like, suspenders and just uh, looked, like, I guess vaguely Victorian uh, in a lot of ways. Um, and uh, to your kind of surprise, uh, it would seem that he got into the hardware business. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he clearly doesn't recognize you from a hole in the ground. Um, he just kind of gestures to, to his wares. And this is the fanciest-ass hardware store you have ever seen. So what wood do you have that will stop a bullet? Ah, bulletproof wood. Interestingly, we don't sell that, sir, but we do sell wood that if stacked hard enough might be able to slow a bullet down. Why, are you making yourself a nice big wooden jacket? Well, we sort of got shot at by a bunch of Capone's guys who came uh, up uh, and then... Uh, 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 oh, no. And then oh, we lightning them. Lightning bolt. Lightning okay. bolt. Okay, and she puts a, she puts a hand on his arm. Oh. Hey, sorry, hey, you, you hey, do sorry, it. Sorry, my, my, my friend has a, a flair for the dramatic. Flair for the dramatic? I say, I've never encountered that in my life. And then he swoops his hat off and bows. <laughs> <laughs> of course you wouldn't. That's a, that's a beautiful hat, by the way. Oh, why, thank you. Runs in the family. Literally, it's been handed down for generations. Some say it's out of fashion. I say it's wonderful. <laughs> I say it's wonderful, too. And she's kind of, like, trying to charm this guy to be like, No! Don't talk about the lightning! Like, ugh. Uh, can you go ahead and roll me, please, a... What are we going to say? Probably a... Um, persuade, charm, up to you. Charm. Probably charm, yeah. Because you're not really convincing him of anything. You're just trying to keep his mind off stuff. Yeah. Uh, that is a hard success. Okay, cool. Um, so he adjusts his uh, his top hat uh, and, um, like, is clearly... Uh, gets no respect uh, from the clientele of the hardware store normally. So he's, he's quite flattered um, and seems to be... Um, perhaps not that he missed what... Uh, Addy was talking about, but that he's um, politely ignoring it. Uh, so, uh, sir, I, I apologize. I missed your name. Oh, uh, my name is uh, Andy Wilcox, at your service. Oh, Andy Wil... Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Andy Wilcox. Uh, we are here, as my friend said, we are here for some plywood. Uh, we're just looking to board up a door or two and... 
Ah, uh, yes, a classic door, Borden. Well, here, I've got the, I've got the ticket right here. And you don't need a door. You just need wood to cover a door. Oh, uh, Richard. Some nails. Ah, of course. Wood without nails, not much helpful. Um, so he, he takes you back and um, gathers some wood, uh, gathers hammer, nails, that sort of thing. Um, Richter, I'd say in terms of um, where everyone's credit level is, you've, you've got enough money to kind of cover this out of pocket. Addie okay. certainly does. Um, Red, you're still broke. I was going to say, yeah. while they're doing the charm and going for said wood, Tom, uh, I think Addie would go look around to find something he thinks he could put up that would stop bullets. Okay. I don't know what I should roll for that. <laughs> Come out uh, with like a big horseshoe magnet. <laughs> this will get the bullets. Um, Addy, I think you, you, you find a really nice mirror. Uh, and your Great. thinking is if the bullets hit the mirror, they'll come out of the mirror and hit the bad guys. Oh, bless you. Yeah, or, I'm carrying that then. Uh, as you look at it and you see yourself on the side, you're like, or mirror Adrian will shoot bullets at the bullets <laughs> and the bullets will hit each other. Yeah, but I look at it and I'm like, he's dead. And I'm like, no, not dead. Dead? Not dead. Okay. Okay. Worst case scenario, it'll kill ghost dead. But I love ghost dead. Uh, and I'm just going to spiral. I would just like to emotionally spiral looking at a mirror and not by anything. Okay, great. Can you go ahead and roll me a sanity check? <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, do I want to roll under it or over it? I can't remember these rules. I want to roll under. Oh, under. I pass. I pass. I rolled 21, and my sanity's only 27. Damn. Nice. All right, well done. Eventually, uh, you you get control of yourself, um, and uh, do you buy the mirror, or do you place it back where you found it? If I've fully figured out that this one is this, then I think this mirror is just a mirror that shows me so maybe I can scare people away because they'll think I'm watching them when other people look into mm, it. Yeah, all right, I dig that. Um, cool. So it costs four times as much as everything else, but you are very wealthy. I was so, going to say, I, I give him $5. Yeah, he's like, oh, uh, thank you, sir. Would you like a gift wrapped? No, I need this for safety. Oh, that's fair. The 30s didn't have particularly good wrapping paper. You would have been disappointed. Um, cool. paper. So you get uh, you get your mirror, you, you get your um, hammer and your nails, your board. Um, you can tell that um, uh, Andy is he's kind of like eyeing Adrian and um, Red. And it, it's that classic, like, when you meet someone from high school years and years later and they, they look different enough. And he's he, you can see he's trying to put it together, but he doesn't quite know. Um, would you, like, book it out of there or would you... I want to ask him, uh, I'd like to just kind of uh, look at him and say, uh, we we happen to notice something going down at the, the fairgrounds down there. Do you happen to know what's uh, what's happening? I what says, kind of oh, event? I sure do. Hang on. I got, I got, I got, I got the handbell right here. Um, oh? And he explains that uh, TJ is throwing um, a rally uh, tomorrow. It's a big event. Um, he's he's pulled kind of... Uh, Pull out all the stops, uh, and he's throwing um, uh, a fair. There hasn't been a fair in town for for some time because the, the sort of economic downturn has been bad. Um, and the people, like, there's you, you kind of putting two and two together, you can get the sense that that's why everyone's so excited. There's something legitimately exciting coming to town. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, he says, "Oh, there's going to be all sorts of things, you know. He's, uh, you know, he's going to have fortune tellers, and uh, I hear there's going to be a fire eater and a juggler, and and all sorts of treats for the kids, and and um, you know, fun entertainments for folks like us. 
uh, listen. And he like flips the top hat off, quickly slicks his hair back and flips it back on. He's like, if you're looking to go, um, two well-dressed folks like you and I, I mean, that seems like it could be the bee's knees. That's an expression I invented that will probably become popular in 10 to 20 years. Uh, are you saying that only the well-dressed can get in? Uh, no, not at all. I'm just saying that if you and I went, we'd be the talk of the town. <laughs> I say over Red's shoulder, Adrian will just like bristle a little bit and watch. Because generally speaking, if Red gets invites to places by like snooty men, there's often an instruction to violence that follows. So he's just like <laughs> ready to do his job. Victor uh, is uh, uh, counting nails. <laughs> oh, you're, you're asking me to go with you. Yes, perhaps as, uh, you know, a fun date. <laughs> you seem like the kind of lady uh, a man like me would like to get to know better. Unfortunately, I am here for a good time, not a long time, sir, so I think I must have to decline, but you're very kind. Ah, shucks. Struck out again. Oh, well, at least I still have my fancy wall of mirrors. Um, <laughs> and uh, you, uh, as you leave, he's sort of like staring at the various mirrors, doing different poses. Then he's like, oh, no, I sold Shirley. Um, and then uh, you make your way back outside. Um, you head back to the hardware store. Uh, or so, so the hardware store, to uh, Helmforth Curiosities. And... I would like to make a return. <laughs> <laughs> this nail is I clearly purchased, a screw. <laughs> I purchased 30 nails and I have counted 27. I've been overcharged, sir. No. Uh, I only wanted nine. Um, <laughs> so uh, you uh, make your way to uh, the store and um, as you begin to um, kind of like board up the windows, because I think that'd probably be the first thing. Like you might do a quick check just to make sure nothing obvious has been stolen. Um, the bodies obviously have been been removed. Um, you can tell the police have been here, um, but don't seem to be right now. Um, as you start to kind of like hoist up the uh, the, the wood and start nailing um, the door, the uh, windows shut. Um, Richter, uh, you hear, um, cause I assume Red and Adrian are probably, and Devin are outside doing the, the labor parts. You're probably taking stock of the place. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, you hear, uh, the crunch of glass, um, in your office at the back of the store. I'll, um, I'll turn to that sound and I'll start to make my way to the office, um, Quietly, I think. Uh, can you go ahead and roll me a stealth check, please? What am I trying to hit here? There we go. Okay. Oh, you better believe that's a hard success. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so you, uh, knowing kind of all the, the quirks of your own shop, you're able to kind of avoid all the squeaky planks and that sort of thing. Um, you make it to your office. Uh, you peek around the corner uh, and uh, you see a cop uh, sitting there with a newspaper, uh, having just crossed his legs. And he's like, "Oh shit!" Um, and uh, he he quickly reaches for his gun, uh, and you hear uh, sort of the crunch of footsteps um, coming from the, the storeroom. Uh, and before you can react, um, four cops have their uh, service revolvers trained on you. And um, you see uh, a man who refers to himself as Sheriff Bart come around the corner. Um, 
and uh, he says, well, 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 it would seem modern policing has proven successful yet again. The criminal always returns to the scene of the crime. Hmm. That's an interesting theory. Uh, sometimes a victim also returns to the scene of the crime, and the scene of the crime is his property. Yeah, tell that to the dead guys we found up front. Mr. Richter, you're under arrest for the murder of several legitimate businessmen. You have the right to remain silent. I don't know if the Miranda rights existed back then, so just, you're going to jail. Uh, and with that, they uh, slap cuffs on you, and um, Red and Adrian, you're shocked uh, to see old man Richter perp-walked out of his own shop. Uh, and you hear one of the cops mutter, lousy krauts, told you we shouldn't trust him. Um, and uh, they start taking him to a uh, a police car. Cool. I oh. think Adrian's ready to just chuck a mirror and save Grandpa, but he'd be waiting <laughs> okay. for clear instructions before he did that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of place a hand on his shoulder, and uh, I would I would like to get in between the cops and their car where they're trying to take Richter. Um, okay, um, so you start to move that way, um, but it's definitely like a five cops walking around, one cop kind of pushing the guy kind of situation. Um, and uh, they're like, uh, Sheriff Bart's like, man, you're uh, you're going to have to step aside. I'm afraid I can't do that. Would you like to ride in the car with him? Hmm. Yeah, perhaps you're making me an offer I can't refuse. Now, why are you taking the owner of this shop away? We have several eyewitness reports that... Uh, Several men attempted to come in to make a purchase, and uh, this man, known colloquially as Old Man Richter, uh, opened mm -hmm. fire on them. With and what? Because some of them just got, like, hit into a wall by another guy. Interesting. An accomplice. We'll have to ask him about this at the station. Uh, and then they yeah. push past you and jam him, like, into the All back right. seat. I'll kind of, like, shout as I'm being into this car just like uh red perhaps you could just uh meet me at the, the station no need to make a scene here in the street my shop has suffered enough collateral damage please board up the windows and lock up when you're finished i will see you yeah we'll see you soon yeah I'll, I'll i'll get her there in that car and then i just point at a random car on the street because adrian <laughs> thinks any car is available for anyone um, so with that, um, Richter, you're forced into the back seat. Uh, the cops turn on their old-timey siren. Uh, <laughs> Is that really Sprinkles? necessary? <laughs> yeah, and they, uh, they tear off down the street. Um, and uh, Devin, um, basically, like, he offers to just finish closing up the shop if you want to go, uh, go after him. Uh, and so with that, Red and Adrian... You travel to the one place that two notorious rum runners never want to go. The police station. Time to go deal with the fuzz. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. -R. Our theme songs are Dark 
alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, and all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you the fable and folly network where fiction producers flourish the world has still ended Darcy was a cafeteria worker. Do you see that minotaur sitting out in the food court? What minotaur? Just an ordinary, everyday human, probably. Egerton, you didn't even need a fairy cake. Why did you eat a fairy cake? Because I stress eat sometimes. Egerton was a PR flack for the imperial government. This extremely devastating explosion was, in fact, a celebration. He's a flightless fairy with a sweet tooth. There were some zombies, but Blatt blew them up. I climbed a tree. And we're skipping ahead. And we're skipping ahead. Blatt used to be a filing clerk. I'll pneumatic tube it up, sir. Now he's discovering the secrets of his half-demon heritage, like his ability to summon a soul-bound weapon. Oh, you're here to destroy a time, eh? Well, eat bazooka! (laughs) Three normal dweebs, rescued from the end of the world and sent on a last-ditch quest to save all of reality. There is a way to stop the shattering, but we need you three. The End of Time and Other Bothers, an improvised fantasy role-playing game set in the world of Alba Salix. Find it in your favorite podcast app or visit otherbothers.com. There's no evil, so you're welcome. Flawless logic. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.